Greetings. Welcome aboard the Diecast Enterprise. This is Pags. And I'm Foley. And we're checking out episode 21, Symbiosis. Or this is like an after-school special, really. Yeah, some might pronounce it symbiosis if they don't know how to pronounce things. So this episode features two alum from Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan. Yeah. Uh, we've got Merritt Buttrick, who played David. Yeah, son of Kirk. And we have the other actor, uh, Cheekbones McGee. Not his name. He was Khan's number two, two basically. Yeah, yeah. Joachim. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that correctly either his name is only said once in the entire movie by Khan some people pronounce it Yaokim but others pronounce it symbiosis (laughs) they might have been two of the better actors in this episode there are some really this is not a uh, questionable performances yeah and like I say this is basically the after school special episode of Star Trek The Next Generation this is drugs are bad okay don't do drugs kids it's bad for you Um, so episode starts off with something that will be totally ignored come the end of the episode indeed the enterprise is in this star system to check out specifically a star that is i don't know whether it's like being born or being or dying or whatever i thought it was just like a lot of like solar flare activity yeah it's it's a very unusual star with really dramatic solar flares and magnetic disturbances and whatnot so the enterprise is here to check it out because that's groovy i i love that they they do what they always do whenever there's any type of astronomical phenomena they're, they're intrigued by they do the scene where like the camera shows the whole crew standing up out of their chair getting wide-eyed and faces full of awe as they look at whatever the hell it is that's on the yeah, screen awestruck in wonder as they look at stuff and they're like i've never seen anything like it before it's like really because i have and i'm not a, i don't even I, travel the stars i actually thought this was awesome because they're staring at the, the sun like yeah. the sun of this of this uh system right mm-hmm. so they put up like a blackout patch in the middle of yeah, the yeah. view screen so they can just look at the flares which is pretty much what you do with it like you know a solar telescope yeah just for fun and look at the solar yeah again it's, flares, uh, so. i just find it really funny that they're always awestruck by these you know cosmic phenomena and it's these aren't like I, I'd get it if they were cosmic phenomena that we had never you know seen on earth in the you know I mean you raise you raise a good point like I think if either you or I were on the bridge of the enterprise right now we'd be pretty we'd be pretty jazzed by seeing you know looking out the window and seeing another you know solar yeah. system or anything but it's old hat to these guys they do it all the time yeah exactly like they never they, they, they work just, in space they just don't get jaded by it yeah I, I guess impressive. not they, they keep their sense of childlike wonder because they're they're all uh, agog at yeah. uh, this uh, really sketchy sun footage like because it's all you know static and stuff too like you know it, I'm sitting around at the office and you know just again it's my job you know like another email comes in about some technical problem I don't pull that face when I'm staring <laughs> at it like oh my god the printers are broken <laughs> Or you, you aren't amazed that you've received an electronic communication at no, all. Not like, in the slightest. My God, somebody typed this in another building and here I am looking at it. So anyway, I guess bless the crew of the Enterprise for still really digging what they're doing. <laughs> yeah, I guess, I guess so. Great. You know? Yeah, it's like uh, you, they love their jobs, I guess. Good for them. Mm-hmm, yeah. mm-hmm. Uh, so anyways, they're they're watching this. Oh, you know what I find interesting what, about this? That? Like They're watching the screen and it's all like static and stuff but it's it's analog static you know like it's the kind of (laughs) it's the kind of static you would get like fast forwarding through a vhs cassette because back in the 80s when they made this that's what that that's what they imagined that kind of you know interference to look like you know whereas you know it's for us i would expect you know more pixelation and like digital garbage i mean we don't really even know how the sensors produce that image that they're looking at right so it's hard to who knows but you know i mean i'm just saying like when we get like i mean now 
with our digital displays when we get interference and whatnot it looks different you know like it doesn't look like the interference of old true yeah yeah but so i find it i just find it kind of cute that the enterprise gets like you know analog interference instead of digital interference it'd be nice to know that they were maybe we've gone back to analog why not like we we don't i mean to think that like where we are now is like the end-all point of like Mm -hmm. you know visual reproduction it seems a little like i mean they got 300 years to improve on it yeah yeah. they're probably at like 40 like 40,000 k on their hd displays now if you want to get into it like we really don't know that much about how the computer system works maybe Mm -hmm. it's maybe it's like quite chilling like in reality like we've got some sort of like bio-organic you know hybrid system in there yeah, they, they use like an orphan child's brain to, yeah uh... <laughs> one orphan child no, I was thinking like a whole bank of them you know that's how it all works like everything runs through like yeah the visual cortex is a bunch of orphans you run this through the brain of a forsaken child yes that's how it works science that's why they're so jazzed to be looking at it because they know it could be them down there yeah in the sensor array so-called sensor array uh it's really a sweatshop this took a weird turn well you know yeah drugs are bad kids so anyways as they're watching uh nature's majesty unfold before them on the view screen Mm -hmm. suddenly Worf gets what appears to be a distress signal i totally forgot Worf was in this episode at all (laughs) that's like his his only line uh because he's got nothing to do yet because uh because tashi yar is still around so he's not a security chief yet so yeah you know he's just there uh so yeah oh hey guys uh sos you know and they listen yeah. to it we're just filling his time filling out resumes trying to get transfer <laughs> application in you know yeah you know seeing if he can like get switched over to scheduling or something totally yeah you know so he can get the sweet vacation slots before anyone else yeah so yeah um they uh they head off to the rescue and then we get our opening credits and now captain and crew are checking out this uh this freighter that's going down and the guy aboard the freighter the captain seems stoned like to he seems weird to anyway put it delicately he uh he doesn't seem to be capable of piloting a ship and apparently he's the captain of it and he doesn't know how anything works on his ship and it's you get to watch the frustration on captain picard's face as he tries to communicate with this uh slacker for uh want of a better term you know like it's not that this guy seems like stupid like he doesn't seem mentally deficient he just seems bored you know like not interested in knowing how things work just interested in whether someone else can fix it for him yeah and perfectly willing to just you know take the orders of somebody else you know it's like oh if that's what you think we should do great okay whatever and uh to uh our uh go-getting starfleet crowd this is just unfathomable so the ship is actually like in genuine distress right mm-hmm. it's, like, it's about to explode it's not just a drift yeah yeah like it is um, it is crashing through the atmosphere of this planet right uh which i find funny like they're talking about you know oh we could send you this thing over to repair it uh when they're talking about that like Worf had just let them know that the orbit was disintegrating and the ship was going down within like two minutes and to my mind even if these people had been experts in how to repair their ship i don't think they could have removed the old malfunctioning you know misaligned coil and replaced it with the properly aligned coil you know and then got it all up and running in two minutes two minutes seems like not enough time Mm. the whole thing kind of stinks i don't like the setup for this episode at all um it's not a great episode suffice it to say that um 
they have to evacuate the people off the ship. They try to beam them off, and they tell them, you know, get on the transporter pad, we'll beam you over. And when they beam them over, the first thing that comes over is just a mysterious crate of stuff. It's not people at all. I was really, like, I would have really hoped for, like, that that's what they were. Like, those were the passengers. Yeah, they're robots or something. Yeah, you know, this is a a species of uh, cargo containers. Unfortunately not. Alas, no. Nothing that cool. Instead, it's just... Uh, it's just cargo. Yeah. So they, they do manage to beam over four of the people on the ship, leaving wait, two behind, I think, to, yeah, to, to two die. Yeah, didn't make it. Two didn't make it. The ship gets destroyed. The survivors then... Um, they demand to see the cargo immediately, completely disinterested in the fact that two other people have just died, presumably one Onaran and one Breckian. Yeah. I'm assuming that the uh, flight manifest was three of each. Yeah. But we don't know, because we never hear anything about those two, except from the Starfleet crew, who are suitably distressed that uh, these people don't care at all. Yeah. And never care. Like, it never it never comes up for them later. They never show any kind of feeling about it one way or the other. It seems like, I mean, that kind of makes sense for the... The Breckians. The Yarns, I guess. Wait, which are which? Uh, the Breckians are the are are the uh, right. the rich ones, and the Onarans gotcha. are the are the junkies. Gotcha. Well, I guess the Onarans think that like the stakes are higher for you know there are other things to consider. Yeah, but, but... they're they're more concerned about uh, about the well being of their planet. Maybe it's yeah, who knows? But you know, you'd think the you know the Breckians might be like, oh gosh, they don't give up. We lost an one. F. Of, yeah, we lost one of our uh, one of our dudes. Well, anyway, then I guess more or less the, the conflict for them centers around the contain the shipper the. the uh, yeah, yeah. Who owns it? The uh, the Anarans claim that they own it, that they've paid for it. The Breckians claim that uh, they own it because their their payment for the cargo uh, went down with the ship, mm-hmm. and so therefore, to their mind, uh, payment was not delivered because I imagine they feel that delivery means that it arrives safely on their planet. Mm. Uh, as such, they you know the dispute comes before the captain, who you know is like, well, shit, I can't do anything about this. This has to be. Uh, worked out through your own legal means. Oh, yeah. Also, both of these alien species seem to have uh, electric eel powers. Which are cool. I kind of yeah, like yeah. those powers. Yeah, they uh, they can uh, deliver an electric charge through their hands. So they fight each other. You know, they, they grapple with each other and they electrocute each other. Uh, it's interesting. Kind of like it. Yeah, yeah. These are two hilarious effect later. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We'll talk about that in a bit. So um, it comes to pass that like they're all sitting in their conference room, laying laying shit out for Picard, and they finally find out that this cargo is in fact a medicine for the uh, for the Onarans who are suffering from a deadly plague. Their entire planet is yeah, uh, including the two that are on the ship. And this uh, this alarms Picard immediately because you know oh no they've brought a plague aboard his ship. Yeah, but we head on down to uh, the med bay, and uh, in short order we discover that they aren't. Contagious and uh, in fact aren't sick at all. They're uh, they don't have any symptoms. Yeah, they well they have symptoms, but they have no cause. Oh. Uh, and the 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 big surprise that of course nobody is expecting is that uh, the Onarans are drug addicts, and the uh, this life saving uh, vaccine that they're trying to bring back is in fact a narcotic. And the Breckians are drug dealers, basically. And yeah, at this point uh, it turns into an after school special. Well, I guess this this has been going on. For this plague has been on two hundred years. Has been yeah. The Onarans have been suffering from it for two hundred years. And I guess yeah. the Breckians, more or less, of their entire their entire economy is based on uh, the selling of Felicium, which is the the drug. 
Yeah. And yeah, so the, that's where the symbiosis of the uh, title comes from. They're the two societies, the two plants, are in a symbiotic relationship. Uh, Breca produces nothing but Felicium, which they sell to the uh, Anarans for everything else they for need. everything else they need. So it's not so much symbiotic as it is parasitic, but yeah, there it is. For uh, some reason, though, neither society knows how to repair and maintain their own spacecraft. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean... It doesn't make sense. Well, the Breckians haven't bothered. All They've they've just poured all of their efforts into Felicium. They've left everything else to the uh, Anarans. So uh, the Anarans... It doesn't make any sense that the Anarans don't know how to maintain their spaceships, but I don't know. Like, I mean these symptoms recur uh, or rather the uh, the Felicium is only effective for yeah, a limited amount of 72 time. hours or less so that's not a lot of time and presumably my understanding is like the uh, the symptoms are probably coming back that entire time I don't understand how that that I mean no matter how potent it is that one container is enough for the whole planet unless there's very few people that live there yeah I mean, Data doesn't actually, like, he's about to, you know, do his data thing where he tells us how many doses there are in the container, but then Picard stops him. But Yeah, well, that one container had, like, some, somewhere in the area of 8 billion doses, they said. And there were, like, a cluster of those containers. Mm. So that one container had enough dosages for everybody on Earth. I suppose so. For, like, a single dose. Yeah, uh, but they... And, there's, and the, that can... That cluster yeah. of containers probably would sustain a planet of eight billion for like a week or, or so. Well, longer. A month, maybe. I mean, yeah, it, it's it's hard to say. You know, it depends on how many doses a person needs a week or seventy-two hours. It doesn't seem like enough, but no. whatever. Maybe there are maybe there are quite a few yeah. few. But there are significantly fewer people on that planet than on Earth. Who knows? Doctor Crusher is suitably enraged by this because, of course, as a uh, doctor of the medicines, she doesn't want people to be addicted to drugs. Mm-hmm. Uh, Picard has to uh, give her the it's not our place to judge other cultures talk. A lot, of, a lot of Prime Directive talk in this one. Oh yeah, loads of Prime Directive talk. The Prime Directive, you know, it's not just a set of rules. It's a philosophy. It is a philosophy. And a very yeah. correct one, Doctor. Yes. <laughs> uh, it, uh, it, yeah, it's uh, interesting. We get our after school moment with Wesley. Uh, that might be the worst active part of the show. <laughs> oh man. So after the revelation uh, is made to the rest of the bridge crew that Elysium is a drug, and that the that the plague no longer exists and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Uh, Picard and Crusher leave, and Wesley's just like Wesley. I don't understand how do people get addicted. Wesley sitting in the bridge collapsible chair at the back, <laughs> which are so great. Yeah, Wesley and Data are sitting in them. He, yeah, he turns to Data and asks him, but then Tasha Yar has her moment. Yeah, this is uh, she's got to jump in there because you know the planet she grew up on. It was the conditions were so bad there that for some people the only escape was drugs yeah Wes is like but how is that an escape it's not real and uh oh Wes you'll understand when you're older yeah you'll understand once you've uh once you've done blow mm-hmm. or space blow can they not replicate that like I anytime t- they want uh, I'm sure they could um but whether they would I guess maybe not. you know I mean it's entirely possible that those substances are not allowed do you think there's a blacklist of things on the oh I'm replicators? sure there must be I guess you know? so. like I'm sure that someone couldn't replicate arsenic I sh- Maybe Worf wants to have some to season his food. Maybe Klingons aren't. Uh... Yeah. Well, what I'm getting at is like there's probably like the uh, replicator is probably incapable on a starship at least uh-huh. of replicating supremely dangerous things. Things that would be dangerous to other people on the ship. Yeah. Exactly. There must be loopholes though. Y- you probably couldn't replicate mustard gas or something. Oh, outrageous. I know. I know. Yeah. Um, so. What if- 
Yeah, I don't know. Maybe on Maybe. your home replicator, you could take out the safeties, but aboard the Enterprise, there are probably Federation regulations that uh, determine... I'm just saying what might be a, a terrible poison to some might be a, oh, yeah. a delicious aperitif to others. That's totally fair. But, you know, I mean, just like, you know, schools no longer allow peanuts because of the prevalence of peanut allergies. Oh, a few buzzkills have to ruin it for everybody. Exactly. Um, just because a few people in the ship are allergic to arsenic. Yeah, no one can have it. <laughs> That's lame. Well, you know, I mean, it's the price you pay for enrolling in Starfleet. You just uh, have to do without arsenic while you're uh, while you're on deployment. That's shit. Fine. Yeah, I know. I know. Alright. But yeah, uh, so the drug dealing aliens finally relent on their whole uh, we're not going to give them the cargo thing when they realize that if they don't give the Onarans the cargo they could potentially lose their clients altogether when they uh, discover that uh, their population isn't dying from the horrible uh, withdrawal pains that they're all going through. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Picard's like, ha And they have it out, and... Picard calls out the, the Breckians, but in private so that the Anarans mm-hmm. don't realize, because that yeah, would be a because, violation of the Prime Directive. Yeah, apparently the Prime Directive, he's not allowed to tell the Anarans, but because the Breckians already know, he's not... Uh, he's to- He can totally, like, rub their faces in it and get uppity mm-hmm. about it. Or he can let Crusher go off on them, actually. Yeah, yeah. So, Picard's not going to stop them. He's going to let them have the drugs. But, he's not going to give them the uh, stuff to repair their freighters. And this is... Without know, the freighters, they can't get more felicium. Yeah, uh-oh. And and apparently they'll never be able to fix them again, which seems <laughs> so stupid. It does, it does. But, I mean, the uh, it's we don't know for sure that they'll never be able to fix them. It's, they, they, imply, they go off about it as it, if it's... It's implied, but, you know, I mean, the potential is there that they could figure out how to fix it. Sure. And the arrangement might con- might continue. Mm-hmm. But Picard and the Enterprise won't be involved in that. <laughs> so if the if it does oh. continue, it'll just be on the Anarans and the Breckians. Fair enough. Let's just analyze a little deeper uh, the scenario that was presented to us, though. Mm-hmm. They can't repair the ship. No. Both races currently think this means that because this one ship is gone, there's no chance for trade to continue. Mm-hmm. So both of these planets only have one freighter between them? Oh, no. The, uh, the Anarans have three freighters one got destroyed and the other two are in poor repair okay so i think they have- i think the implication was not that they don't have any working freighters left but that those two freighters aren't gonna last very long okay let's explore this a little further mm-hmm. now we already re- we already discussed the fact that the trade in one direction amounts to a container a shipping container full of like super concentrated yeah. doses of narcotics what's going on the other direction yeah that's a, anything and everything that's a huge like i mean okay so is the that include food because we were told that the payment was on that freighter it had to be something small enough and concentrated yeah. enough that it was worth a, yeah no doubt you know, maybe it's jetson style maybe all the all the food is in pill format maybe well i mean the it can't be money or any credits because mm-hmm. they'd have to be able to spend that with a third party so yeah, there yeah. have to be other people that visit the onarans yeah yeah in order to trade with them so couldn't they get fucking ship parts from them or even a ship don't but know whatever it doesn't make sense yeah, if you they, analyze it's not it a at very, all yeah it's not a well thought out episode but you know we're not supposed to think that deeply about about it we're supposed to be thinking drugs are bad I'm still thinking about replicating arsenic to be honest <laughs> yeah well I knew as soon as I started talking about replicators that it was a bad idea I oh knew, yeah baby. I knew that uh, oh, once yeah. I opened that door uh, we would spend the next hour talking about uh, replicators your favorite topic in the whole of Star Trek I'm, I'm telling you Wesley's replicating below like as we <laughs> speak. And if he can't do it himself, he's getting worse to do it for him. You know, I don't think Wesley is abusing the replicator. I think Wesley's abusing the holodeck. 
well, maybe he needs some blow for when he's in the holodeck. If I were a teenage genius, I would be abusing the hell out of the holodeck. I suppose so. Be awful. Just awful. No no teenager should have access to a holodeck. We can't be like they can't be trusted. Not not I certainly couldn't have been trusted. Like if I was sixteen years old and had access to a holodeck, the horror. <laughs> um was there anything did we get to the end? We kinda did. Um, yeah, we kinda did. The uh, Oh, there's that as a, a little Easter egg. This oh. was uh, Denise, uh, Denise Crosby's, Crosby's last episode uh, that she filmed. The last episode in uh, the uh, season is the next one, Skin of Evil, for Tasha Yar. But this was the last episode that Denise Crosby actually filmed. And so as a little a little uh, Easter egg for those of you with sharp eyes, at the very end of the episode, as Picard and uh, Beverly yeah. are leaving the uh, cargo bay, uh, just as they're coming out the door, uh, Denise uh, Crosby in the back background can be seen leaning over and like waving at the camera wildly just before the uh, cargo bay door closes it's pretty rad yeah it's it's great i wouldn't have noticed it if we hadn't looked if we hadn't found that thanks while we were, uh, yeah uh, the star trek wiki comes yeah. through again so yeah that's that's in there and then they go to the bridge and picard picard's like let's just get the fuck out of here uh, i hate this place it let's sucks. not go finish the mission that we came here to do yeah that star sucks too let's get yeah like, not let's, interesting let's at all. just get out of here and jordy's like okay okay, we're going here. And everyone's like, why are we going there? He's like, never been there before. And boom, they're gone. Ta-da! No one really seems to care. Yeah. (laughs) I love it. They're just like... Fuck! Let, I am so done with today. Yeah. Let's just leave. It's like no, no one in the science division is all is calling up to the bridge. Like, uh, Captain, yeah, we, we, we had a mission. We, ha- we have a mission. Like, we didn't Starfleet take any readings. Is, yeah, Starfleet is you know expecting our report on this uh, on this star. Yeah, you know we haven't. We've got readings to take and stuff. Um, Picard's not interested at all. Picard's like, fuck, no. No, we're out. Teriza, let's go. Oh, I think we're ready to watch Teriza next. <laughs> oh, man. If, yeah, if like I were a Starfleet captain, I'd just be coming up with reasons for us to go back to Ryza yeah. all the time. <laughs> Some interstellar phenomena. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah, yeah. While well, we're here, I mean, we're so yeah. close to Ryza. I'm going to authorize Shirley for the entire crew again. It's a gravitational disturbance in the jacuzzi. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh, I wonder if that would create a hot tub time machine. I it, it is sort of surprising that like the Starfleet's like admiralty doesn't just live on Ryza. <laughs> it would be kind of cool like, you know, like, they get mission orders and it's just, you know, they get the other conference call in the red room Picard and the, the, the admiral <laughs> on the other end of the line is like wearing his he's wearing his admiral's thing but he's in, like waist deep in a hot tub. <laughs> yeah. Why not? Or you know his admiral's robe. Oh yeah, like a bathrobe with a yeah, yeah. with the gold piping and everything. Exactly, exactly. Awesome, but still, you know, chest deep in water. Replicating blow, because <laughs> you can when you're an admiral. I yeah, guess. yeah. I don't know. Um, so, as I recall, then you had a talking point to bring up. Well, let's finish the episode stuff first. Oh, okay. Um, I'm going to give this episode an ensign. Oh, yeah, yeah. Let's uh, let's rate the episode. Uh, so you're in for an ensign. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I have to agree. This, it's it's I, sort of memorable in the sense that it... Yeah, like... Honestly, the only... Mem- like, there are two memorable things about this episode for me. Electric hands. Yeah, those are great. Oh, and we didn't talk about Riker and his electric hand oh. scene. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. In, out of desperation, uh, David uh, Kirk... I mean, uh, one of the wait are the Brackens or Anarans? It's the Anarans. Uh, uh, yeah. Kirk's son grabs a hold of Riker, Riker's uh, yes boob, and electrocutes him. Yeah, with his electric hand, 
and Riker just has to like you know he goes all rigid and he gets like you know bug-eyed. like bug eyed and you know like deer in the headlight look and you know so like there's you know electrical uh, sounds going on the hand is glowing you see like a little electric lines coming out of it he's holding hostage like yeah give me the give us the medicine yeah. or we'll kill or him this man dies or this man dies and you have to think about what it would have looked like filming that scene without any of the special effects <laughs> and without the sound effects to go with it it's basically just Merritt Buttrick holding on to Jonathan Frakes man boob yep. while Jonathan Frakes just goes and like, for, for like yeah for like maybe two, two minutes. minutes it's a long time yeah he, he he just has to have like that frozen face this is like wow acting it's great <laughs> is this what you thought you'd be doing when you like when you graduated from acting school there's a really like, height difference between yeah, the yeah. two I, I, it, it was great I loved it well Jonathan Frakes is a very tall man he's a tall man yeah. yeah so yeah that's 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 good stuff yeah that was awesome that was that's the best part so yeah uh, the those are like the memorable things the electric hands and the uh, two Wrath of Khan alums yeah that's the only thing I remember about this episode really uh, and that it's like an after school special like this is basically you know the next gen answer to uh, you know a don't do drugs special like cartoon all stars to the rescue this is uh, this is like the next gen all stars to the rescue I don't know it isn't it isn't though like it's more about it's more about like Drug, the drug trade than it yeah. is about like I mean the after school specials for kids are typically about like oh the dangers of abusing drugs yeah, this yeah. Is like, and you know the character always goes through some like downward no, I, spiral I get it and this is certainly a more even handed approach to drugs than I ever got when I was a kid you know yeah. like, you know when I was a kid you know drugs were just evil and there's you know right you know like if you smoked weed once it would ruin your life it's not really they're not really portrayed in that way it's no. it, yeah but uh, like I mean like when I was growing up you know in the early 80s that's how drugs were portrayed sure. uh, for you know kids media you know, you know. I've, se- I've seen the episode of Brave Star that was yeah. about a oh there's an episode of Brave Star oh yeah yeah oh shit what's it about tell me it's a liquid curium I believe uh, one of the kids gets addicted to it and then he what? dies yeah he dies yeah holy shit on Brave Star oh yeah wow dark Sheriff dark. Brave Star got super dark no even, even Tex Hex was upset about it really yeah no one wants to see that kid die are you fucking really. with me right now no this, this is legit legit <laughs> no way I gotta look this up legit wow no that's yeah. hardcore yep yep <laughs> is a bone chilling uh how many of you out special? there remember brave star none oh yeah nobody yeah that's fair only the furries because that weird horse thing whenever mm. you look at brave star you get like weird <laughs> oh, God, results. really it's, it's, oh it's awful i've never just i've awful. never done a uh, google search on brave star Bra- wow. you'd have to be, i hope you're feeling brave if you do it <laughs> yeah yeah, no, I think I'll take a pass. Um, okay, what I wanted to talk to you about. Okay, because I don't know. This is really. This been really. I don't know. This for, is a jump for, for, for a the audience episode. at home. Fully before we started watching the show, asked if I wanted to know in advance what his uh, talking point was. Yeah, or whether I wanted to just be surprised with it. I opted for surprise. He's so it. as you're, you know, you're going to hear this at the same time that I am, mm-hmm. and all oh. the pressures on you to not <laughs> to, make this shit. Yeah, I, I, I have to. I have to knock this. Out out of the park with my reaction no okay the question's not even that good <laughs> yeah i built it up too much now yeah this, this is like <laughs> 30 seconds of discussion and we're done oh, okay uh, no um what i was gonna ask was um <laughs> it's it's been a while now since we had any track on tv yeah yeah like new yeah i mean like like uh enterprise, enterprise ended what like 2005 roundabout or earlier yeah it was it was 2004 2005 because i just moved back to the island okay so it's been a good long while yeah um let's suppose 
Let's suppose I told you tomorrow, like tomorrow there was a new series starting, mm-hmm. but it was going to be garbage, mm. like absolute garbage. Like, like, uh, like literally, like like a Star Trek series about like a uh, Federation garbage scam. Well, that's that's the show I've always wanted them to make, but <laughs> no, um, no, 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 um, no, just like it was going to be really poor. Like the it, they're going to do all the things we don't want them to do. Yeah, um, it's going to. Yeah, just you know, it's gonna be like put in the hands of people that are bad. Yeah, uh, it's just gonna be an overall like a big disappointment. Yeah, okay, it's got train wreck written all over it. Would you take it, or would you rather there be nothing for like the foreseeable future? <laughs> I'd rather there be nothing for the foreseeable future because honestly, we've had two shitty Star Trek series. We've had Voyager, which I know there are people out there that like it. I don't. Um, there's Voyager, and then there's Enterprise, which was awful. Well, so I've had my fill of bad Star Trek. Well, maybe the follow-up question then is, like, with that in mind then, if your choice is, yeah, bad Trek or the absence of Trek, at some point we'll get even, like, there will be a long period of time between television shows. Like, the further we go out mm-hmm. in time, the more likely it is that if Star Trek comes back, the format will be very, very different from what we've had in the past. Oh, yeah, well, it would have to be even now it would be considerably different than it has been right I mean, we, we've talked about this a bit um, in previous episodes like, yeah what, like would, what would next gen be like if they did it now as opposed to then yeah you know, it would be season long arcs instead of yeah but but like the thing is the reality is like we may in you know as we as we progress further into the future like we're kind of getting away even from season long formats for television shows except for a few of the very main very mainstream networks mm-hmm. like if they produce more star trek it could take like a radically different format um not that that's necessarily a bad thing, but like, what kind? What 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 do you have in mind for this radically different format? Like, like well, give me an example. Well, the way cable stuff is done is typically like much shorter seasons, fewer episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you could get mini movies, maybe another possibility. Yeah, yeah. So like, you might end up with like four hours of Star Trek. So a year. Yeah, like Sherlock or something. Or yeah, the the BBC approach would be the extreme, I yeah. suppose. Um, or like you know, like I can't even Doctor name Who. all the I can't even name all the online uh, pseudo networks now, like. Netflix and mm-hmm. uh, whatever the other ones are even called. Like something produced by one of those shows, one of those uh, entities. Yeah. Well, I mean, Netflix is kind of an interesting thing in that they make the entire season available immediately. Like the, well, whole, they, thing, the whole thing goes up at once. They have done that in the past. They don't necessarily yeah. have to do that with everything. No, they don't have to. But I, I think that, uh, like, and I might be entirely wrong on this, but the impression I get is that the way the Netflix system works is that, like, it's hard, like, it, it takes time for them to put some something onto the system for people to see it so I think that's why stuff goes up in batches I think it's entirely an experiment like the the way they're putting it out now it's not it's not technical it's they're they're trying it that way hmm. to see what reactions like from people okay. they may or may not do that in the future um, it's just, it comes down to what's going to be the most successful for them I think yeah um, but like I mean, if you like, if the goal is to have more TV shows that are similar in flavor to TNG, I mean, it may already be too late for that. But like, the longer we go between shows, the less likely it is that we'll get even a reasonable facsimile mm-hmm. of that. We'll get something completely different. And maybe that's so. Are you okay with that? I'm okay with different. Uh, I'm in that. I don't want to say I'm in the minority of Trek fans that likes the uh, current Star Trek movie run. Um, <clears throat> I certainly know plenty of Trek fans that don't like the new Trek movies. Sure. People like you. Yeah. Well, that's maybe part. 
part of the other thing is like people really long for what they liked before. Yeah. You know, this is yeah. the tricky thing about making anything new is a lot of people just want the same thing yeah. again. So have you maybe maybe the, the other the other question is like are you could you come to terms with the idea that you'll never get any good Star Trek ever again? New Star Trek. Yeah, I'm fine with that. I'd kind yeah. of for I had already resigned myself to that fate long ago before we even got those new Star Trek movies. Like before and I actually like the movies. Like, yeah, I, I'm I'm a big fan of the new movies. Um, but suppose like it's it's just downhill f- from here forever. I've been dealing with that with Star Wars for. <laughs> You're okay with the concept of peak Star Trek and peak Star Wars? Well, yes and no. Like I okay is the wrong word. I have accepted it. You know, like You're I, resigned to it. Yeah, exactly. I'm just like this, this is happening. You know, there it is. Okay, so does it bum you out then? Oh yeah. Does that idea bum you? Oh, out? it totally bums me out. But I mean, just because it bums me out doesn't you know like I can't. I don't get angry about it per mm. se. I mean, there were I've I've been through my angry at Star Wars phase. I'm, I'm sure you remember those years. Of course, of course. <laughs> Dark times, a lot, of, lot of like eyeliner, yeah, of yeah, black leather, a lot of crying. Um, uh, well, no, I mean, like this is this is a weird thing about like a, like a, t- a property like Star Trek or Star Wars. It can go through a bunch of different hands, and you can, you know, if it's something you really like. Like if you compare it with like I don't know, like a book, right? Mm-hmm. People have their favorite novel, and if it happens to be written by someone who's now dead, it's like, or you know, you're not going to get it anymore. Yeah, it's just like whatever it is, and you enjoy it as a, as its own contained entity. Yeah. And it's like the, the idea of there ever being any more of it, you don't even think about it. Yeah, exactly. Like, but, I don't think about whether there will be more Indiana Jones, for instance. I'm sure. I'm perfectly happy with the three movies they made. Right. And so there's there's literally hundreds of hours of Star Trek to watch. Yeah. But they will keep making it. They will. And, and it, are you, it's just, it's kind of a weird thing where, you know, like everything they ever produce in the future might be crap. It's, you hold out hope, always, maybe it'll be great. Yeah, exactly. But. And here's here's how it'll go. I will always give Star Trek a chance. All right. But if it fails me, I'm not going to lose sleep over it. How quick are you to write off new Star Trek? I am, well, for new anything, really, I'm, yeah, new anything. I'm, uh, I'm getting less pain patient than I have been so right. for here I'll give oh let me put to you an example a recent example mm-hmm. uh, recently uh, Warner Brothers started doing a computer animated Batman series called Beware the Batman oh, it's so bad it is it's really bad like yeah but I, I gave it a chance I gave it four episodes I watched the first four episodes yeah and each episode was really bad super formulaic like I was I was watching them with the uh, with the notion of reviewing them and breaking them down and I discovered that each episode had four fights in them every single episode had four fights yeah like it was clockwork and yeah Yeah. the first episode had an anthropomorphic frogman and I was just like it sure did I'm like what you know I mean I'll forgive them Killer Croc the guy with a you know that's canon yeah a a mutant skin condition that makes him look scaly and like a crocodile okay I'll, I'll allow for that but this guy wasn't a human with some terrible deformity or skin condition this was a legit talking frog person I, I know I saw and that. that was like unforgivable sin number one oh, for me you had to canceled Young Justice to make that show I know so I know bad. and Young Justice was great yeah it was pretty dope but uh so yeah, um, like I say, I gave it a chance. I watched the first four episodes, and each and all four of those episodes were garbage, and that was it. I was out. Mm. 
And so, from what I understand, it didn't get any better. So what you're telling me is the producers of Beware the Batman, if they were to be handed the Star Trek franchise, you would not be excited. I, no, I wouldn't be excited. But right. I would still give it a chance. I would watch the first couple of episodes and... What if I could promise you an anthropomorphic frogman? <laughs> yeah, I could promise you that I would be tuning out. <laughs> oh, shit. But, I mean, here's the thing, though. is I gave the same chance to Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I watched the first four episodes and the, oh. and the show didn't grab me so I stopped watching it but from what I understand Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. towards like the last half of the season got really good I haven't watched it yet so I don't know debatable yeah so and i mean it's okay know, have you watched the entire season i skipped some of the middle okay see like i don't know i didn't i didn't watch anything past like the first two or like the first three or four episodes mm. so i don't know but the the buzz i heard was that it got good towards the end so i might give that one another chance but i'm not scrambling to it you know okay. like i'm not i'm not chomping at the bit to uh re-watch season one of right. agents of shield and that's how it'll be with Star Trek. If a new Star Trek show comes out, I'll watch a couple of episodes, and if it doesn't work for me, I will stop watching it. That's exactly what happened with Enterprise. I watched the first three episodes of Enterprise, and it was off. Enterprise. And I stopped yeah. watching. Every so often, I would tune back in and see what was going on, and it was still awful. So I would tune right back out. So what would grab you... I mean, what would grab you as a concept for a new Trek series? Like, what would you like to see? I mean, if you're... Like, you can have anything. So it could just be reboot... A re- Reboot. It could be totally new territory. It could be. It could be the garbage plot. Scow, scow ship. Probably don't want that one though. Hmm. One moment. You know, I'm not really sure what I would want out of a new Star Trek series because I think I want do like would I want to be on the Enterprise again? I, I would know. want Wesley Crusher, teenage uh, drug mafioso, <laughs> kingpin, using replicators to. No, I don't want that. No. Um, yeah, I don't know. Um, I mean, more of the same. I guess is probably what <laughs> See, they would like, make. Right now, I'm perfectly content with my Star Trek movies. Like, we've got a Star Trek 3 coming in the not-too-distant future. Yeah. I will be... I'll, I'll be there for that. I'm on board to watch that series continue. Yeah. Uh, I like the actors they've got for uh, for the classic characters right now. Uh, I like the look. So you think you just ride out the movie for, like, the next... For the rest of the decade? Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'd be I'd be down for that. As far as, like, a Star Trek series goes... Yeah. I want... I think I'd want to, to get back to basics with it. I want want deep space exploration i want them running into new aliens i don't want but jeff that's what voyager is oh <laughs> voyager is them trying to get home Voyager's so bad yeah no like i don't want them cut off from the federation mm. i want to be on the cutting edge of the federation okay i want i want a ship that's actually out there doing stuff you know i want a new civilization that we run into that's big time like i, I want to run into the new klingons or the new romulans you know what we got the we got the Borg from Next Gen. Yep. yep. Uh, we got uh, what the fuck did we get from Voyager? What were they called? Species one, two, three, four, five. No, no, no. Like there, there's that ongoing species that they keep running into. The fluidic space dudes. It is. It's species XL. No, no, J45. Not, not, not the chameleon things. Like, like, like. I don't know. They're like fucking chromags. I don't know. Um, okay, sure. There's some other dudes. Not sure. Yeah, they sucked. But you know, I I want to run into something cool. Hmm. I don't know. Like. like like something big like I, I would love for the for them to finally get out like way way out and run into basically an opposing kind of 
Federation of Planets deal, you know, like like these two other explorers. Yeah, well, these these two uh, entities finally meeting up in the middle for the first time, right? Like, you know, the Federation has been expanding outward for you know however many hundred years. Yeah, and finally, you know, like we, so we got the Romulans, we got the Klingons, and and then finally we run into something out there that has been around just as long or even longer, and they've and like we've only now just finally reached where they are. Well, that's kind of what the Borg are, right? I mean, I know. they're they're the they're like the anti Federation. I know. They... Well, kind of like the the Borg. The problem with the Borg, like, is I mean, and no disrespect because I love the Borg as a mm-hmm. as a uh, villain, but the Borg can't be reasoned with. They can't be. Uh... So you want like you want another uh, another large you know interplanetary organization that kind are, of, of, yeah. of like of nebulous morality or like unknown. Pit- Potentially, or maybe you know, it's not clear that they're a threat necessarily. Yeah, or potentially, like their like their section of space is currently embroiled in intergalactic war, and now we've kind of stumbled into it mm. and are now unfortunately being drawn into it. Like, okay, uh, here, here, here's a here's a notion. Uh, recently, I rewatched V. You remember V? Yeah, with the, the I've never saw V. Yeah, but, yeah the I know, visitors. I know you yeah. know, and like and. So, like, they basically invaded our planet with, you know, these giant uh, motherships that floated all over the world. But uh, they were, like, from way the fuck out, mm-hmm. you know, a, a planet of uh, humanoid lizards. Yeah. Um, and they were apparently in conflict with another race that we never find anything out about. Mm-hmm. So, what if, you know, there's something like that? We come across this, you know, race that aren't too dissimilar from us, and they're embroiled in a huge conflict with another... another unseen or, or another race that we've a uh, well, I mean I'm a, sure perhaps the word you're looking for is a a phantom a, menace don't, I, fuck I knew you were going there yes, the same as oh. yes oh god you're such a dick so what you want is a merging of the Star Wars universe and the Star Trek universe. <laughs> no, An empire. A oh. star empire, perhaps. No, awful. But you know what I mean, right? Like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that could work. I think that would be more interesting. You know, like, maybe the Federation allies with one side, and then, uh-oh. Turns out we picked the wrong side. Yeah. Oh, these guys are actually jerks. Yeah, exactly, you know? Hmm. What happens then? Like, how does the Federation back out of that? It could be a, uh... Can the Federation back out of that, like... Do the Federation have to covertly support the uh, other side? Yeah, I don't know. You know, like, anyways, that that'd be one direction to go, and I'd be interested in that. Okay, all right. <sighs> Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I, like you say, I don't think we're going to see it anytime soon. Mm-hmm. But if we do see it, yeah, who knows? Hopefully it'll be... <laughs> yeah. I'd like to get back to some classic Trek feel. You know, like, not necessarily, like, original series, but just that, you know, that out exploring. You know, I don't want to be coming home. I don't want to... You know... Well, you just embroiled us in, like, inter- inter- in, like want, intergalactic want... cloak and daggers, like, stuff there. I want new and old. I want, I want the old school feel of exploring <laughs> and the new stuff being what we find out there. All right. You know? Yeah, I can, I can, I can work with that. Anyways, um, all right. Um, I think that's uh, yeah, anything else you want to cover? No, okay. no. I think we've, uh, I think we've done enough for one night. Okay, that was, uh, right. that was symbiosis. symbiosis. Uh, tune in next time when we will be taking on oh. the skin of evil. The last episode of Lieutenant Tashiar. Yeah, she's uh, she's gone after this, and Worf will finally get to move into the uh, finally, finally. He gets her room and everything. Yeah, hooray! And her uniform. Warf- he, has, he has to get it altered though. Yeah, Worf. Worf had previously been sharing a room. <laughs> you know, he didn't have his own private quarters. He's down in the kennels. Yeah, but now now he's gonna get his own room. Like, oh, with, it's gonna be with awesome. his own name tag on it. 
It's gonna be so great. He's gonna get a new Baldrick. Oh, it's gonna be yeah. It's gonna be Wharf o'clock. Yeah, it's yeah. Gonna be great. <laughs> Exciting times ahead, kids. Yep. All right. So thank you for joining us aboard the Diecast Enterprise. This is Pags. I'm Bully. We'll see you next time. Mm-hmm.